Hey everyone, and welcome back to Style and Sustain the Podcast. So this episode is a solo episode where I will be going on a little bit of a rant, a little bit of an educational, informational piece for you guys that will be, of course, about fashion and sustainability. So this episode is going to be about greenwashing. I know I've spoken about greenwashing a few times on this podcast. Actually, I think I have just one episode, which is around how to spot that brands are authentic in their sustainable and ethical practices. But this episode is basically inspired by a conversation I had with a friend a few days ago. And we were talking about greenwashing and we were talking about those brands that sit comfortably in the gray area of fashion and sustainability. So they're not the brands that are so obviously greenwashing, like, you know, the boohoos and the pretty little things or the Shein's. And they're also not exactly the brands that are, you know, doing fashion right and being, you know, sustainable and ethical, like People Tree or um, Beaumont Organic, you know? So they are kind of sat in the middle in the fashion world. And they often aesthetically look like they are sustainable and ethical. They use language that makes it ambiguous to kind of figure out whether, you know, they're sustainable um, and ethical. But they are also sometimes a little bit sustainable. And basically, they really lie in this in-between world where they easily trick people Um, into believing that they are actually authentic with their sustainable and ethical practices. So this episode will be about those brands. And what I'm going to do is basically list four brands that I think sit within this gray area and talk a little bit about them and then also give you alternatives to real authentically sustainable and ethical brands that you can go to instead of these ones so yeah i'm excited let's dig into it the first brand i want to talk about has got a personal confession tied to it so let me start with the confession so picture this you're walking down a street in london and you see a very cute store um it looks very airy and spacious very clean display um somewhere in the window you see you know eco-friendly products um sustainably sourced um organic cotton for example you walk in you know you're very much aware that greenwashing is a thing these days so you're sussing this brand out um you start looking around at the products you look at the tag in the product to figure out you know what are these products made of and you see that it's over like 80 percent um or sometimes a hundred percent eco-friendly fabrics um you keep walking through the store they have homeware that's also supposedly sustainably um and ethically made and sourced and you keep walking and there's a cafe that has all of these um again ethically sourced products that are used to to make you know the the, the pastries and the, the coffee is also uh, responsibly sourced, well, according to what they're saying. So you're kind of feeling like this space is pretty cool. Um, and then you notice that this store also houses sustainable and ethical brands that you're familiar with, that you know for sure 
are authentic, sustainable, and ethical brands like Veja, for example. And you think, oh, great, this store is affiliated with Veja. They might, they must be really doing a really good job. You talk to someone on the shop floor. You ask them, hey, what is this brand? And they tell you, oh, this is um, Arquette. And Arquette um, is a sustainable and ethical brand. We source our materials responsibly. Um, most of our products are made with eco-friendly fabrics. Um, and we also make sure that we are tied to and work with factories um, that are aligned with our values of making sure that garment workers are getting living wage. So this conversation is going in the right direction. And because you have seen that they house some of the most you know the most authentic sustainable ethical brands like Vedra again I said um you kind of trust what this person is saying um and you buy two t-shirts so then you go home and you think you know what I should do some more research about this brand um although it seems really great and you're feeling confident that you know it's going to be an authentic sustainable ethical store so you Google Arquette and realize, dum dum dum, that Arquette is owned by H&M Group. <laughs> yep, that is my story when it comes to the first brand I want to talk about, Arquette. So I rushed into it a little bit, I would say. Um, this was a few years back, so I would say, and I, I would say even still now that I'm still learning when it comes to identifying brands that are greenwashing and those who are authentic. I would say the biggest thing that got me um, within discovering Arquette is seeing that they house a brand like Veja, which I have been personally a fan of, and I have a pair of their shoes, and I know they do incredible uh, work when it comes to their sustainable and ethical practices. And that really swayed me to believe that Arquette um, was actually an authentic, sustainable and ethical brand. But obviously, they're tied to H&M Group. And as we know, H&M is just not doing what they need to do when it comes to improving their sustainable and ethical practices. They are a market leader who is unwilling to really turn the ship around despite all the efforts that they're trying to make to convince people otherwise. So what makes Arquette immediately an unauthentic, sustainable or ethical brand is the fact that they're tied to H&M Group. And what is even more, you know, disheartening about this story with Arquette is that I was you know talking to my friend that I mentioned earlier she discovered Arquette and she completely believed that it was a sustainable and ethical brand and I was kind of the one to say oh actually they're owned by H&M Group so I realized how good you know Arquette really is when it comes to its aesthetic and its marketing because it's really really hard to tell uh, that their mother brand is H&M you really have to dig through the website to to figure it out um so that's really well hidden and then I also think that if H&M is capable of creating a brand um, that is, you know, obviously doing better than their original just H&M brand when it comes to sustainable and ethical practices, why can't they just turn the ship around and do this for their entire um, brand group? So it's clear that Arquette is a strategic move potentially an experiment from H&M to just kind of put themselves out there unknowing, unknowingly to the consumer um, in the continuation of their pretense to actually want to be a sustainable and ethical um, group, fashion group. But it's clearly, you know, just not the case. So there you got it. H&M and, you know, their 
the greenwashing ploys are just more and more elaborate. Um, Arquette is a perfect example of that. And if you want to know about alternatives to Arquette, I definitely have one. And this alternative is Worth. So Worth is spelled W-E-A-R-T-H. They were launched in 2017. And they're basically a lifestyle um, conscious uh, brand. But they have not only clothes, but also homeware um, and just really practical bits and pieces for everyday life. And basically, they partner with over 250 independent UK brands that create really modern and contemporary, eco-friendly and ethical products. And it makes it really easy um, for you and I or anyone to access products that um, are actually for people and the planet. And to be honest, they're, they look, this this brand looks really similar to, to Arquette in terms of like the way it's presented, except that it's not, it doesn't have a physical store, so it's only online. But they're doing the real work. They're actually sustainable and ethical. And those 250 independent UK brands are actually um, definitely putting the work in when it comes to improving their practices um, for people and the planet. So avoid Arquette at all costs. It is part of H&M Group. Um, I haven't bought anything from them um, since initially when I when I walked in the first time. And I ended up buying two t-shirts that were 100% organic cotton. And I was so proud of myself until I discovered that it was H&M Group. Um, but I kept those t-shirts. I still have them. Um, so yeah, that's that's the best thing to do. It's not because you buy something and then discover that the brand is not aligned to your values that you should throw those things away. You should definitely keep them and try to wear them for as long as possible. Um, but I know today that I would never go back to Arquette and that, you know, um, discovering an alternative like weird has really been beneficial for me. The second brand I want to talk about um, in terms of greenwashing is Urban Outfitters. So Urban Outfitters might seem like maybe a more obvious one, but they're definitely one of those brands that sit in that awkward middle where if you don't pay too much attention, you might think that they are actually making an effort towards sustainable and ethical practices. But actually, Urban Outfitters, it's part of a mother group called Urban. So it's spelled U-R-B-N. And basically, they have brands such as um, Free People, I believe. Um, they also have brands like Anthropology. Um, and these are brands that are very kind of like hippie dippy um and give off the impression of you know maybe aiming at more mindful conscious consumers but actually when you dig into what they do you realize that it is literally just their marketing and that there's nothing behind it that's actually authentic when it comes to real sustainable and ethical practices so when you go on to urban's mother group website you realize that they do have a section that is called impact and they talk about planet people and governance but when they talk about planet again it's these very generic generic statements like invest in circularity uh, better materials reduce waste increase cleaner energy and although sometimes it tries to dive into what this actually means the words are still very generic and there's not enough um, information i would say Another thing that is misleading is that under their impact report, they have a section called people. And you would think that this is about the people that make their, their clothes. But actually, it's more about the people 
um, it's more about like community work, which is not a bad thing. I think it's amazing um, to put the people that work, you know, within your company at the forefront, create a community and also give back to community. It's so important. But often charity work can be a way for brands to kind of um, blind us from actually asking questions about their supply chain. And they have a little section that just says like improve supply chain transparency. Uh, but really, they're talking about things they want to do in the future, which is not a bad thing, but it doesn't really dig into what's happening now. So Urban Outfitters is a part of this mother group in the first instance. But also Urban Outfitters, gen like in a general way, has an aesthetic that is very much around like vintage and repurposing. But actually, they're copying or they're trying to look vintage although in some cases they do repurpose some materials. It's more about them looking vintage than actually being vintage. And I think that can be really misleading to consumers sometimes. It's just kind of like, okay, so you're not actually a vintage store. You're just copying vintage styles or making it look vintage. Um, and also they play on the kind of nostalgia, uh, and retro look, which I think can also be quite uh, misleading. And it might seem to to people that they're repurposing or re recycling or upcycling rather. So Urban Outfitters, I would say, is a brand to avoid um, because, you know, even if you look around, like you can go on apps like Good On You, which assesses them like as not having taken steps forward in terms of making sure they're paying living wages when it comes to their workers. So that's something that Urban doesn't even really talk about like there's not a lot of talk about their supply chain um, and paying living wages and making sure that the factories that they're working in um, their workers are in are actually safe so this is definitely a brand to avoid a brand that seemingly could be doing the right thing but it's obviously not um, doing the right thing they also have some some eco-friendly materials but which brand doesn't have that these days um, but really they have no evidence of processes that reduce greenhouse emission for example so this is definitely definitely one to avoid and I would say in terms of alternatives to urban outfitters go to actual vintage stores or charity stores I would say um, because they do have you know those retro pieces that are authentic that are real that are actually from the 90s or the 80s and not just you know made entirely new to look like they're from the 90s and the 80s for example um there's also brands like offense offense is a really cool brand i would recommend it's written a-f-e-n-d-s um and they're really committed to creating and developing long-term partnerships for example with the factories that they um work with and if you just go on their website they really break down um, exactly what they're doing when it comes to transparency they for, for example working with something called retrace where when you click on their product you can actually trace life the life of their product and um, from when where it was made up to like it ending up on their website which is just really cool I think um, and yeah just their page has so much uh, when it comes to what they do for the the planet and also what they do in terms of their supply chain so it's worth supporting brands like offense they also have great rating on good on you um and their style is really similar to urban outfitters so i would absolutely recommend another brand that can be quite misleading and again lived in that gray area is free people similar to urban outfitters is owned by urban so that mother brand which i described earlier so i won't go through that again 
Um, and they have some eco-friendly materials, but really they also lack evidence in terms of their processes that actually reduce greenhouse emissions. There's also zero evidence and, you know, very, very little um, transparency when it comes to their supply chain um, of certified labor standards. So Free People is also one of those brands that I think sometimes people might be misled into thinking that they are responsible and mindful because um, it's a brand that seems a little, a little bit more woke in the style. But again, it just ends at the style. It just ends at the way that it actually looks. It's not at all authentically doing anything um, that is actually 100% sustainable or ethical. So I would say, yes, definitely avoid brands like Free People. And even if you go on their website, they're kind of like, it's boho clothing um, for women. And it's, yeah, it, the the name says it, Free People. It's it's very like um, flowy and at the same time edgy when it comes to their marketing. But to be honest, in terms of like their website, the amount of um, new clothing that drop. Um, is an evidence that it's definitely not sustainable uh, because they are constantly putting a bunch of new items onto their website on like a weekly basis. Um, it's also really hard to kind of find actual information about their supply chain or about um, what they're doing when it comes to sustainability, actually. Um, it's almost, yeah, it's almost like written in tiny at the bottom of their website. So it's really hard to get to. Um, and then when you do click to it, it's very um, generic as well in terms of what they're describing. So don't fall, fall for free people. I would say um, the alternative to this brand, I would say, is Whimsy and Row, which is a really cute, I think, American um, sustainable and ethical brand that has a lot of the similar, the same style, sorry, as uh, free people, except, you know, they have like great rating on good good on you first of all um and they're also really transparent about their practices whether it's their materials or where their clothes are made um and they're very good at like calculating their eco footprints for example in terms of their processes and also they drop a limited amount of clothing and it's also locally made so they are a great great alternative to free people so they're called whimsy and row w h i m p s y and a n d row r o w so definitely check them out the last brand i want to call your attention to is nobody's child Nobody's Child is an interesting one, and it's actually probably the least worse out of all the ones that I've just mentioned, but it is interesting to talk about because they are the kind of brand that are really pushing it on the sustainable side of things in terms of like eco-friendly materials um, and dedication to materials and processes that won't harm the planet, but then they have almost zero information around their supply chain and who is actually making their clothes and how they're making sure that those people are earning living wages. So that's why I put this one in there. And personally, Nobody's Child is a brand I discovered a few years back. And they started from the beginning with a lot of eco-friendly materials. Um, and you can tell that they've progressed because back in the day, they barely had any information about um you know, the the materials, they had a really short about page and they didn't really 
kind of push in terms of like describing and being transparent about how they source their materials. But fast forward to today, they have an incredible space and website that actually details all of this. And you can tell they've gone heavy, heavy on the sustainable side. And I do believe that it's authentic because they're waiting on um, good on you is actually good. Um, So they do things like they have a partnership with Refashion, which is a reselling platform where you can order a donation bag on their website um, and send your old clothes to to Refashion. They even have kind of like a, a repair shop platform called Clothes Doctor, I think that they're partnering with to um, help, you know, their customers actually repair their clothes instead of throwing them away, for example. And then on their website, they definitely have a very elaborate description of their world. Um, You know, they even have a rental um, space as well on there. Um, But, you know, they have a section around people, planet, um, and they actually are going into into detail. But what you notice immediately is how small their people section is. And, you know, they kind of say labor standards and code of conduct. And, you know, it kind of states like what they're aiming for and like what they are trying to create but it's so short compared to all the details that they have around planet and product um they definitely have a go section so that's also really good to see um but i think yeah they're one of those brands that has a very heavy reliance on just their sustainable practices and not enough information around their supply chain and how the people who are making their clothes are treated, which is why I am hesitant about them. I personally think they're a great brand to find secondhand. So whether it's on Depop or Vinted, a lot of people resell nobody's child. Um, and I think they're a great brand to go for when it comes to um, secondhand fashion and secondhand spaces um, because you know that their materials are eco-friendly but because you know there's such a gray area around their supply chain I would rather not buy from them directly and actually just um, purchase their clothes secondhand. So an alternative to nobody's child I would say is me which is written M-I-E they're um, Nigerian owned lifestyle sustainable ethical brand um, and they create dresses that are actually really similar to the dresses that Nobody's Child um, create but it has obviously that Nigerian culture inspiration to it um, and also their their clothes are a lot more timeless um, in terms of the cuts and the feel of it and also you know they use a lot of natural and biodegradable fabrics that are like breathable and elegant and super functional um, and they also um, basically make their clothes in Nigeria so everything is locally made by Nigerians, um, seamstresses and artisans um, who are based in Lagos so that is also really great to see that these women that are making these clothes in West Africa are first of all visible <laughs> this brand is just talking about them and where they're from um, and also because it's so it's so small it's actually a really small brand um, you can also tell that they're not dropping uh, new items like on a regular the pieces are great quality and they're timeless um, so that's very much in contrast with nobody's child which again you can see on their website that they have a huge, huge outlet where they're reselling, they're discounting a lot of their clothes and it still has this very fast fashion um, 
vibe even when it comes to the price points so that raises question around the supply chain and who's actually making their clothes so i would recommend this alternative me m-i-e um instead of nobody's child and if you have to go for nobody's child i would say definitely go secondhand which is what i do most of the time as well Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope it was informative. Um, I think, you know, my biggest takeaway from this episode is just for us all to remember that this whole journey of loving fashion mindfully is not easy. Um, And even when you've been in the game for a really long time, these greenwashing techniques are getting really, really good. Um, And it's sometimes really hard to identify um, a brand that is you know authentic i would say you know just to finish quickly that there are a few things that can actually make it obvious that a brand is, is doing the right thing one is the size of the brand i think if a brand is independent you already know that they're not over producing in terms of their clothes they're not dropping pieces every week um they're being very careful um about what they produce and and how they produce it and i think that is already a super you know indicator of a brand that is authentically ethical for example a second indication i would say is looking exactly at that the ethical side of things like when you encounter a brand start by looking for their ethical practices instead of just being distracted by what they do when it comes to um, sustainability i.e just the fabrics they're using for example because a lot of brands cover up their you know unrefined or unchecked supply chain with a lot of sustainable and ethical initiatives and practices so i would say those are two ways to kind of align yourself to to um, find the right brand but really i think we should all be gentle with ourselves on this journey essentially it's about just consuming less and if you're someone who can't afford to go to sustainable ethical brands go secondhand or do swaps for example or just try to find those quality pieces that you can invest in uh, once in a while instead of shopping on the regular that's a really easy way to kind of cut down costs for yourself but do it in a, doing it in a mindful sustainable and ethical way and i think yeah you know as i always say it's also about having fun with fashion so have fun um you know do the research don't be like me walk into this, a store and be swooned by aesthetics and the kind of brands that the store um, is housing um don't hesitate to to dig in um walk away from that store potentially do your research at home and come back to it but either way we're all on a on a journey we're all trying to figure it out and there's also um something great about having conversations with friends and family um, and just admitting to each other the points where we've maybe slipped up and maybe we failed um, and just picking ourselves back up and trying our best to do the right thing um, so yeah i hope this is this is a bit of what you got from this episode um, thank you again for listening and i can't wait to share my next interview episode with all of you um, if you have any comments or questions just email me at ama at sustain.com and of course you can follow me on instagram at style and dot sustain um, yeah talk to you all soon bye <laughs>